Socialista Podcast, a collection of stories from Las Vegas creatives. My name's Brianna, and I'm going to be your guide to the city of Las Vegas, where I will be unveiling the stories of all of our amazing creatives, makers, entrepreneurs, and community changers. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Socialista Podcast. I am bringing you this episode from the tiny home at Ferguson's downtown. Um, You might be wondering why we're releasing an episode on Thursday, because we usually release on Friday, but I have two very special guests here today promoing their event that's happening today that you're hearing this podcast. So I'd love to introduce Chop 808. Hey. In the building. In the building. (laughs) We're here. Live. So glad to see you again. Yes. Always. People don't know already. Chop actually made a theme music for the podcast, so big shout out! Lots of love for that. I try, I try. (laughs) And I have here it's Ray, I guess. Yo, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) It's so nice to finally meet you because we've been messaging kind of here and there on Instagram, and I feel like we've connected on Childish Gambino to say the least. <laughs> so it's nice to ha- finally have a, a name to a face. So yeah. welcome on the podcast, nice guys. Hey, we're here. <laughs> Live, full effect. Heck yeah. So um, this podcast is coming out today, uh, March 8th, to promo your event from Neon Valley at Brooklyn Bowl. So mm-hmm. I'd love to talk about how that started and uh, the inspiration behind that project and what you guys are going to be doing uh, tonight. But if we can, I'd love to talk about where you guys are originally from, where you grew up, and what that was like. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. You can go first. Me? Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I'm originally from Las Vegas. I was born here. Where are you? Yeah. Okay. So I lived here like five years of my entire existence, and then um, I left, and then because my mom lived in Memphis, and then I grew up from there. Okay, I feel like yeah, we've t- we definitely met, mm-hmm. talked about this because mm-hmm. we both connected being like from the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. East East Southern Coast. Coast. Yeah, yeah right? East right. Somewhere but, there, <laughs> Alabama. Uh, <laughs> but I definitely like, um, you know, grew up there and learned a lot of my, um, I guess, ways from there. Mm-hmm. And after I came back and I went, you know, to school out here. Shout out LVA. I always shout them out. They're like right around the corner. Hey. I think you're the second person I've had who's been to LVA. It's the greatest school of all time. Where is that? Um, that is actually on, what is it? I want to say between 7th and 9th Street. So it's close to down, like yeah. this area? It's, it's pretty much it's pretty much downtown. Uh, so like I grew up downtown. Yeah. Hey. Oh really? That's hey. amazing. Hey. I would love to hear your perspective on the growth that's been happening. Oh, it's crazy. Because when I was going to school, if they had this down here while I was going to school, I would have been performing every week. Right. But they didn't have none of this. Yeah, it wasn't, this is fairly new. It wasn't no, like, I guess Beauty Bar probably was here. I'm not too sure because I was yeah. young. But yeah. I, I would say, you know, you have you have Beauty Bar now. You have um, Red, which used to yeah. be known as Insert Coins. You have, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you have Commonwealth. You have all these beautiful places that are yeah. down here, Triple B's, yeah. and they wasn't down here at first. So to see that now, it's like, man, like if only I had the opportunity. But it's great here now because I've took it, I've taken advantage of all the opportunities. Yeah. So definitely. yeah, that and I've been here since ever since I left Memphis since fourteen. I've been back and forth, but uh-huh. 
I've, I've stayed here pretty much all that time. Yeah. So is this like your home base now? Um, for sure. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I mean, both of it, both of them feel like home because yeah. I grew up in both places. Yeah, definitely. But I, I would say, I would say that this is this is home. This is home. Like I, I have to accept it. This is something that I grew up in. This is something that I rep when I'm out of town. Uh-huh. This is something that I breathe. Las Vegas is. I think here it never leaves state. you. Yeah. You know, honestly, I feel that way. Like even just being here a year, I'm like, this is already so much my wow. community. Mm-hmm. So, um, but what are some of the differences, or maybe even the similarities, from living in Memphis to Las Vegas? The food. Oh man, the difference is the food, man. Like, all right, we had barbecue out here. It was good. Yeah. But it wasn't good. You know, you <laughs> it's say, not Memphis barbecue, right? It wasn't right? good. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, when you got to do that different good, right. that's how you know it's... And then oh, it kind of put me to sleep, but you know you're supposed to get sleep. I supposed to be drunk. Yeah, yeah you're supposed to get that itis. I didn't get that itis. You know what I'm saying? I got that. Oh, you got Yeah, you're not going to lie. You know what I'm saying? Hey, it was so scary. I didn't get that, man. I'm supposed to be sleeping in Yeah, yeah. So the food is different. Um, The people are different. People are different. Out here is more of a melting pot. Uh-huh. Um, there is more of a, you see what you get, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, you see what you get, you yeah. see in person, in person straightforward out there. It's more, it's, it's more difference in how people communicate straightforward. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what are you doing today? I ain't doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Like out here, if you say, I ain't really doing nothing, you're like, man, I could do this. I could do this. Right. There's yeah. so much that like, you know, just what's going on here. Like, oh, man, I could be having a meeting or I could be yeah, doing yeah. this open People mic or you know whatever yeah. so more opportunity yeah for sure out here I would, I would say out here yeah out here is the best opportunity that I've ever had yeah. education wise mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people like frown is frowned upon education wise out here but oh really yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We're like lower worst, state the worst in the country worst in the country oh, I had no but idea. I went I back then again though I went to um, I went to Las Vegas Academy mm-hmm. when yeah. I went back to Memphis because mm-hmm. I went back for like a year okay I was ahead oh really yeah so it was like that makes sense how was I how was I ahead and we're the worst you know, state as far as like education goes, but right. I just think it was the type of school I went to and where I went, yeah. and my teachers yeah. were more involved. I don't know about the regular public schools, mm. but it was I right. went to Magic. <laughs> I feel like when you're out here, like if you stay here, you gotta be here for a reason. Mm. So maybe that could even reflect in like how people are teaching or that yeah. sort of thing or running a business, just because. I feel like a lot of my family, and maybe you felt similar with this. Your family in Memphis, like. You're born, you're raised, you stay there. You, yeah. You die there. Like, mm-hmm. that's just kind of how it happens. Like, my whole family, except for a few off, are concentrated in, in yeah. South Jersey, and that's it. And that's all they know. And that's all they want to know. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you're here, like, you made the effort to come here. Right. Or even if you didn't at first, like, you made the effort to stay here, and you want to make something of it. Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, there's, you know, I, I would say... Like you said, there's there's no there's a reason why I'm here. Yeah. And I you know, I, I believe that in in every sense and every being of the sense. And I and I would say that, you know, a lot of times the situations that I was in I recognized early. Like mm-hmm. when I was fourteen, I realized in Memphis because the crime rate is so high, you know, my mom still talks about it to this day wow. that, you know, I, I told my mom I only had three options. Go to jail, I could die, or I can get some girl pregnant because right. these were the options that I've seen before me right. at 14 and it was yeah. just good that you know whatever you believe in you know that something gave me the idea of saying hey these three things could occur you gotta leave this place yeah and 
you know, I, I talk to a lot of my family back home, and it's like, man, like, I encourage them to, like, I gotta get out of there. Like, not mm-hmm. in the sense of you have to leave it, but you have to see new things. Like, yeah, I Open never, that perspective. When I, I never went to Disneyland when I was a kid, yeah. you know, like, right. I just, <clears throat> I was on the hood playground, you know, <laughs> you know, those were things that I grew up with, and the, you know, the type of knowledge that I grew up with. But I would say yeah. overall, it was a great experience. It was a great learning experience from both places. Mm-hmm. Seeing, um, uh, I would say, a, a middle class area and then seeing an upper middle class area yeah. and seeing both sides and how they worked. And it definitely is definitely a, a difference in how people treat you. And it's definitely, you know, it's a difference in, you know, how you live. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty... I love both cities, and yeah. I'm pretty inspired. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like when you've moved here, was there any sort of, like, preconceived notions that you had, or was there, I don't know, because, I mean, for me, I was super nervous, so did, what were your feelings moving here? Well, a lot of my memories, I only had good memories because when I was one through five, so when I lived here, I was like, oh, man, like, this person's there, like, this oh, person's yeah, there, yeah, yeah. so pretty much... I use Las Vegas as an escape to yeah. escape a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Like I thought, like anytime, even in Memphis, when I had a bad situation, I'm like, dang, if I only lived in Las Vegas, yeah. it'd be different, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So when I came here, I thought happy thoughts. Like, I was like, man, like I'm gonna go down and do this. Like, this is gonna happen. Like, this is gonna pop out for me. This is gonna happen. Yeah. And you know, it's cool. One thing that Vegas shows you is reality. Granted, it's like a lot of casinos, it's a lot of gambling and they, you know, thrive off the nightlife, uh-huh. but it shows you a lot of reality too. That you know, there's not a lot of gambling out here. There's people that are living out mm-hmm. there on the street. Mm-hmm. The homeless rate is very high here, and it's like, wow! Like, you have to understand your place and what you have to do mm-hmm. out here. To add on to what he just said, as far as like the people living out on the street, yeah, like it's almost like a weird metaphor when you look at it because you can walk the strip and see the poorest people on the strip. Yeah, the richest part of town, you see the it's crazy. The, the, it's the most like down and out people. Too, I know. You know what I'm saying it's so crazy to see those it's two true. things happen. In the same like area, it just really, I mean, for living here, you you definitely if you're on the strip, you notice it more. If you're just a tourist, you're probably not really gonna see it. But it really just, I don't know, it, it takes me aback, and it really just makes me appreciate yeah. what we have, and you know, being able to live here on my own means, and it's crazy, like just this kind of random going mm. along with, um, you know, seeing yeah, those homeless mm. people on the strip. There's there was a documentary that came out. There's like a thousand people or more who are homeless that are yeah. living in the the drain system. Oh um, really? Yeah. Here? Yeah. Oh, no. I didn't what? even know we had a drain system. <laughs> you know how, how flooded you I don't know. I don't know if it's like actually called the, like a yeah, drain yeah. system, okay, but it's okay. like a but no, I feel you. yeah, like I feel it's you. right by the strip. Like it's big, these big like underground tunnels. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. I totally that's understand. So crazy. And people make their lives and their homes down there, and it's just. It's crazy because, like you said, you see all this glitz and glam and the gambling, and it's a tourist spot. And you come here to let everything go, and yeah. it's like you. there's reality behind it, you know. Not to make light of a very serious situation, <laughs> but yeah. I'm sure there's a Futurama episode about homeless people oh, living in the sewer. Probably. But- <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's, there is. It's yeah, definitely, you know. <laughs> yeah, I bet you. It's yeah. it's just definitely interesting, and it's just I don't know. I feel like it's a good yeah. idea to. To at least just know what's, what your surroundings are and just be aware of it. Be mm, smart of it. Definitely. But anyway, <laughs> Ray, what about you? Where did you uh, grow up? Um, yeah, so originally I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Okay. I was born there. Um, I moved out here when I was about eight. 
maybe oh, wow. yeah maybe eight years old and um my dad it's just been me and my dad like mom wasn't really around mm-hmm. um so my dad he was kind of popular in the streets and just in Detroit period not for okay. like bad reasons but like right, and yeah. he's popular out there and like yeah. in, in places like that like the bigger you are the more people don't want to see you succeed so with him having like a name for himself out there he saw like um where that could go wrong for me as a kid so we had an aunt that lived out here okay so um he was he made a decision like you know like maybe i need to get him out of here Uh you know before before anything happens right so um we made that move out here when i was like eight and we've been out here ever since Wow. Yeah. (laughs) That's an amazing transition. I just wanted to kind of touch upon, like, the whole having a big name that's Mm -hmm. kind of not perceived nicely. Yeah. Do you think that's, like, a jealousy thing? Yes. Especially, like, in, like, black neighborhoods or things like that. Like, when it's predominantly black like that, people, for some reason, have a problem with that. You know, Mm -hmm. people don't want to see you make it out or, you know, they wish they were in that position. Things like that. So... I think that's what he saw. And I think we had been, um, like, like robbed a couple of times or, like, burglarized. Like, wow. our home, the place we stayed in. And I was a kid. Yeah. So, like, I think he was debating on making a decision one day and was like, man, maybe I could just wait it out. And I think then, like, maybe a couple of days later, our home got burglarized. And he was like, nah, can't do it. Like, yeah, we time to get out. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. What a brave move. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> so We only have one on out here. That's the only family we had. Like wow. 99.9% of our family lives in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Wow. So, uh, what was your what was your reaction when you came out here when oh, you were pretty young? Same thing he said. Like, yeah. I mean, I it's like anytime as a kid when you get to hear, you get to get on a plane and you get to I know, be it's somewhere like else exciting. and all this other stuff. And just, you know, it's a, it's a dream of a different place that you don't know. Yeah. So, as a kid, I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Like great and I, I didn't need any explanation right yeah vegas? like yeah you know did you I mean? have like a like an ideal of what vegas was at that young um the only uh, the only like image i have had of las vegas at the time was the flintstones movie that it came out and it was like a vegas theme <gasps> oh my god <laughs> that's the only thing i had and Holy i was crap, like i totally forgot about that worked for me i was like Cool, we're going to Vegas. Like That's hilarious. Yeah. I totally forgot about that movie. I don't, don't, don't judge me. I'm really weird when it comes to, like, pop culture. Oh, no, you're good. No, I totally, to I, me, like, now that you said it, I've, yeah. I've definitely seen but that But, yeah, movie, no, that, was, so. that was what I had. I was like, okay, that's going to work for me. <laughs> yeah, so what was the adjustment like when you came out here? So you're in elementary oh, school um, system for well, you? Well, it wasn't super hard for me because mm-hmm. I was already kind of, like, um... I was a very, I'm a people person, so even as a kid, yeah. I was just like, wherever we go, hey, my name's Ray, my name's Ron, that's my actual name, yeah. but hey, nice to meet you, well, where are you from? It didn't matter, like, black, white, Mexican, anything, I was making friends, I was out playing, you know, I was only eight, you know, so I was still in elementary school. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, so it was cool, it was easy for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. But the thing was, like, as I had always thought that we were going to go back. Oh, really? So, like year after year in school, I'd be like, oh, so this is fun. So, Dad, when are we going back? Right. And he's like, oh, we're going to go back. Like, oh, really? He's by saying... age 10, I'm like, so when are we going back? Yeah. We're going back. Age 12, I'm like, I don't think we're going back. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Why, why do you think he, like, told you that? Just, like, was, just to, like, young. get him off your back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think... keep his spirits up. Yeah. Yeah. Keep his spirits up. Because you don't want to tell him, hey, we're never going back to that place. I, yeah, that young would be crazy. <laughs> Yeah. A little ray of thought tantrum, huh? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, 
So, do you get to go back to Detroit and visit family? Um, I did initially, like, when uh, when we first came out here. I've been out here, was it, like, 13, something, 15? Well, I don't know. I can't count. But, uh, <laughs> been out here for almost, like, 15 years. Yeah. Um, like, for a long time, I would go uh, once summer break and once during winter break. Okay. You know, so I was doing that for years, probably up until, like... Uh, freshman year of high school, sophomore year of high school. Okay. And then, like, you know, you, you start getting, when you're closer to graduation, you're more focused on, am I going to college? Am I doing this? And then, yeah. like, life starts to happen. Right, yeah. So, I stopped going back. I haven't been, I haven't been back since I was 16. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, I've just been, life, you know, just yeah, been focusing. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. I mean, there's, like you said, that's such a pivotal time, because you're, like, mm-hmm. trying to lay out Everything's your life. Everything's flying. Like, yeah. everything's like, uh, what do I do? Like, <laughs> Right? Yeah. yeah. That's, like, at that age, like, 17, 18, that yeah. is such, like... It almost seems, I don't know, it almost seems like the world is ending at yeah, some point. Yeah, so like, exactly. Because you're okay, like, you need to take a breath. It, like, you're at a super crossroads at mm-hmm, that point. So, like, yeah. it was hard to, it was hard to, like, make time to want to go back and, like, money was tight and just yeah. a lot of things. And, like, me, no, I don't talk to people about this, but, like, internally, I'm like, I know, like you said, the crime rate and all these other things like that. Like, it's hard sometimes to want to go back when you, yeah. like, know that there's so much going on at home. You know what I'm saying? It's hard. Right. So, that's another thing. This is definitely, um, I keep using the word inspiration, but mm-hmm. it's inspiration for them. They admire that yeah. you're in a different state. Yeah. Um, when it comes to family. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like just that notion of getting out. Exactly. That's, that's yeah. not even just that. It's the notion of getting out and making something. Okay, yeah. he's doing, like, exactly. yeah, 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 like yeah. Because, he's doing something. Because a lot of times you get out and it's worse. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and for people like us, mm-hmm. you know, people at home can look like, I'm sure like, you know, when we do things like shows, like the show, mm-hmm. um, like Brooklyn Bowl and, mm-hmm. you know, or Microsoft or whatever we're doing, people are looking at it like, dang, I'm really inspired. Like, I remember me and him used to eat cereal together exactly. in the living room and watch, yeah. you know, Flintstones. the Flintstones movie. Yeah. And then after that, you like, dang, you watch this person grow up and y'all living on two different sides of mm-hmm. the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So very true. That's that's kind of tough. Like when I post things on uh, Facebook, on social media, anywhere, my my family is always like, "Man, keep going. We're proud of you. Everything." That's but awesome. it comes from a different place, you yeah. know what I mean? Because like you said, it's like you make it out and you're doing something productive. You know, mm-hmm. you're not out. You didn't just move out and still go do the same thing. Right? Like, yeah. You know, like the three options you talked about. It's yeah. not like you still ended up in the same predicament. You you excelled. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, can you tell me where your career in music got started? Like, was that something that you were interested in as a kid and start messing around with? How do we... Yeah, you go. <laughs> Whoever wants to go. All right. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, right. Um, for me, I've been rapping since I was six. Really? Since I was six years old. <laughs> wow. I've been rapping about... I, back then, I was rapping about, like, peanut butter jelly sandwiches. <laughs> I was rapping yeah. about Santa Claus. I was rapping about Donkey Kong, all kind of stuff. So, like, um, my family's really music-oriented. Okay, yeah. Um, so, my grandmother, uh, I believe she used to DJ, like, in the 60s really? and 70s. Wow. Like, my uncles, my cousins, my dad, He's me and him, like, still currently DJ and do stuff. Yeah. So, music has always been a part of what we do. And, um, yeah, so, I, I kind of, I guess, just picked, up, picked it up, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, just moments critical moments kept happening where i would just like get more and more invested in rapping 
mm-hmm. or just music in general. Yeah. You know, like, first album I listened to was uh, Kanye West, College Dropout. And that mm-hmm. was only because I had a cousin and a couple aunts. This is back in Detroit. Okay. Was probably, this is right before we probably moved. Okay. They were in a uh, bowling league. Uh-huh. And they were in tournaments all the time. They were actually good. So they were always in tournaments, and they last all day. So me, as a little seven-year-old, I'm there from sunup to sundown mm. with limited money to play arcade games and no one else there. So I'm just like, what do I do? And my cousin would give me a CD player, and that was the only CD he had. So I would play College Dropout over and over wow. again, and then that's how that inspiration kind of got started. Yeah, so I would assume since your family is so musical and that's so um ingrained in your family with like you said your grandma was a dj yeah, that's yeah, crazy yeah. so are they pretty supportive of what you're doing oh now? yeah yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're super happy about it like they, they love it yeah, it's yeah cool. that's mm-hmm. awesome so who are some other people maybe in your family your life or even other artists who yeah. inspired you um from the jump i gotta say uh vic smith is a guy who i went to school with um high school uh-huh. um because during my first like, a couple years of high school, it was rough. Like, I went into high school, <coughs> excuse me, I went into high school being the guy that kind of knew everybody but wasn't super popular. I was just cordial mm-hmm. with everyone. Everyone's like, Yeah, like you said, hey, you're very charismatic. You and yeah. yeah, so everyone's like, cool with me. But once high school started, like, freshman year, everyone got really clicked up. Like, everyone, like, the, the jocks went over here, cheerleaders yeah. went over here, the geeks went over Like, everyone mm-hmm. found their area to be in, and I was just by myself. It was, like, one of those sad, like, little indie movies where the guy's just by himself. Yeah. But it was real. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, like, I spent two years by myself, and I was trying to convince people I could rap and other things. I, mm-hmm. I literally... For the, uh, like, you know, when the teachers have you introduce yourself uh-huh. to the class and stuff, yeah. I rapped. Oh, really? Yeah, because they were like, tell, tell them your name and tell them an interesting fact. And I was like, oh, I rap. And everyone's like, no, you don't rap. And I was like, uh, yeah, I do. I've been waiting. Like, <laughs> do you remember it? I don't, oh, dude, I do not. I do <laughs> no. not. But, but everybody was feeling it and all that. But anyway, um, fast forward after, this is my first two years were at our review. Okay. Um, our review high school. And, um, I just wasn't feeling it there. I felt like people just didn't click with me there. So Mm -hmm. I went to Shadow Ridge. And um, a lot of people I went to elementary school with, people who really, really knew me, like, were looking forward to me being there. And from that, I ended up meeting Vic, who was, like, the top rapper there at the time. And someone's like, "Uh, you should should really work with this guy, Ray. Work with this guy, Vic. Like, I think you guys would do good work. And he taught me a lot. He taught me... You know how to make beats. He, uh, cause I would go to his house like after school every day. Um, oh, sorry, okay. this is a long story. No, but, like, please. This is. I would go to. I would go to. I his, love hearing this. Okay, cool. Um, but I would go to his his house like every day after school almost. Yeah. Um, to the point that it was obnoxious. Cause <laughs> I would literally be there even when he wasn't there, and oh, I, really? his family would have to let him know like, "Hey, uh, Ray's here <laughs> when you get home." <laughs> like, yeah. Cause I was working on music nonstop because wow. I, I I waited years. For anyone to give me a chance and you find and he saw it you know what i mean yeah so i was in there every single day you know and he believed in it and he taught me a lot so yeah wow that's that's really amazing to hear mm-hmm. it's it's nice that you were able to you know find somebody to kind of take you under their wing and mm-hmm. definitely figure that and we grew out. a lot together yeah yeah that's awesome chop <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm gonna give you three scenarios. Okay, and this is these three or these four scenarios have backstories. Okay. So meaning like 
you get to choose one. Mm-hmm. So you only get to choose one. Today. I only get to choose one. Okay. You only get to choose one today. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, all right. so when I first started music, mm-hmm. when I first realized I can sing, mm-hmm. when I chose rapping over singing, okay. or when I finally started taking music seriously. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I feel like they're all going to be good. They're probably all going to tie in together, too. Mm-hmm. They, they tie in after a couple of years, but there's a lot of things. Oh, shoot. Um, I want to hear them all, but... <laughs> uh, I want to hear the origin, I think. But yeah. That, no, no. I think that would be good when you first realize, like... like music was, like, really cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I had, a, I had a cousin named QB, and um, he was in Memphis, mm-hmm. and... Um, he had a stepson named Skeeter. And so he had this piano in his room and he would always play the piano. Like, I mean, like, yeah. he would be like, all right, I'm just going to sit down and play a couple of things. I'm like, man, I just, I would, I would admire it from afar. And I'm like, he like, like, man, you want to come over and play some music? I'm like, no, I just watch. And yeah. so <laughs> just hearing him play and just hearing him. And, you know, back then in Memphis, when you had all the girls and you have all, he had all of it. The jury, the girls, everything. And I thought I was just I thought I was like this corny dude just watching him across the room and I'm like, man, like I just wanna be like him. Mm-hmm. So he really inspired me or was one of the first people to inspire me to do music. Yeah. Um and it wasn't singing, it wasn't rapping, it wasn't nothing. It was just he was literally playing piano and I was like, That's something I'm interested in, but I didn't know that I was interested in. But he mm-hmm. opened my mind to be interested in. So that was it. Yeah. Very simple story. <laughs> well, I'm going to pick your brain. Okay. So yeah, after it. that point, um, <laughs> I'm going to get you. Right. <laughs> so after you. after that point, obviously now you rap. Um, and I, from what I could tell from that story, your mind was kind of open to this new horizon of music. Um, where did that then lead you? Who were some of the people that inspired you? Um, I have a weird, I have a weird sense of music. It's, it's weird. It's weird. Um, my mom. My mom's another person that really inspired me. Yeah. Subconsciously, or up subconsciously, yeah. because she just played a lot of oldies, and you know, mm-hmm. my family threw a lot of. My family throws a lot of parties. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. people are like, man, Chop, you got so much energy. It's because I see my family have the best parties in life. Right. So like, you know, my mom just played a lot of music, and you know, obviously, like after after I was rapping. I'm trying to see the best way to answer this. <laughs> I'm trying to see the best way to answer Just it. answer authentically. I'm just trying to see, not mm-hmm. in an authentic way, but more like a, more like a, well, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, mm, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I would just say like, for me, um, my mom just really inspired me. That's just something I could just say over and over again. She really inspired me on um, and I'm gonna give you a little another thing. Okay. My, my mom's my mom's one of the reasons why like I was like man like I I used to hear her sing too and she 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 actually had a good voice and I'm like man I I wonder if I could do it. She helped me realize I can sing. Yeah. Um, but going even further, my mom said I've always done music even since I was younger. Mm-hmm. So I've, I guess I've been doing it Just my whole always. life. Always. Yeah. I've been always doing music, but it wasn't until I seen my cousin play piano that I said this is something for me yeah so I know that probably didn't answer your question no that was great I think the nice thing or the beautiful thing about music is even if you don't think that I don't know that 
it's something that you're in or you're playing music or you're mm-hmm. singing or you're rapping or whatever i feel like for a lot of people and majority of the people music is something that you're kind of like born I don't yeah. want to say born into, but, like, music is always with us. It, bec- it becomes a part of you. Yeah, it's, it it's really... It's literally a part of your being. It does, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's music for every sort of emotion that you could ever feel in every mm-hmm. sort of situation, and if it isn't, somebody's going to make it, and then you're yeah. going to be able to relate to it. And on top of that, like, I, I think I had this, like, realization a few years back where it's, like, music is everywhere, not even just in song. It's, like, literally the keypad on your phone, the, the elevator, the, the the honk in your car, the anything you hear, it's there's something music-related everywhere, like, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're kind of connected by it, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah I definitely, I definitely feel that. There's, um, this is kind of random, but there's yeah. there was this one composer, I don't remember his name, mm-hmm. but he, like, He's really well known. He makes these like really beautiful like orchestra pieces, yeah, yeah. and uh, the whole house was full in the theater. And he got on the stage. There was a whole orchestra there, mm-hmm. and it was I think it was called like the five minute song or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And he gets up, and he just stands there. Nothing. I think I've seen this. Mm-hmm. I think I saw this. There, they don't play anything. I think I saw that. I he, saw that. He just somewhere. stands there, and the whole point was. People are kind of like, you know, mm. what the heck, why aren't you yeah. playing? There's rustling, there's yeah. people kind of getting, like, angry or whatever, there's people talking, and it's just to realize everything around mm. you can be music. That's so crazy. And that's what that's when you said I was like, that's yeah, what it reminded dang. me of. But I would be, <laughs> but I would be pissed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I paid money for like, this. Like, like, in retrospect, I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. If I was there... Never again. You were trying to teach me a lesson. <laughs> that was genius. Right. I think it's genius on the on the conductor's part. No, that's, that is. That that's is. genius. That's I, mad, that's I mad genius. Like, <laughs> and I bow too. Right, yeah, right. right after. It. Thank <laughs> you. Wrap it up. <laughs> no, I can't. You can't speak. Right, you can't right. speak. You right. You right. Just. Hey. Yeah. Lights out everything. For real. Good night. Right. The five minute show. Right. Yeah. So why don't you both talk me through um your your music career is rapping to now? Like how's your style change? What inspires your music today? Lacey, you really trying to pull it out. Yeah. I, like it. I love this stuff. I, no, just, I, I, I agree. Yeah. I like it. That was good. You're a good interviewer. I love oh, it. Oh thank you. <laughs> I um I, I would say um. See now she she's good. Cause she, cause no, she, <laughs> no, she got my she got my mind thinking yeah, on what I because I I'm a huge um I'm a huge um Kanye fan, but I didn't yeah. I didn't notice that I like Kanye until high school. Yeah. So I would say let's fast forward after that in 2013. So I give you this is when I um is when I started taking my music career seriously, and so right. after I took my music career seriously. Um, the first thing I did was I made my own beats in my house and yeah. I mixed it one time and I was at, I performed it at UNLV and then this guy was like, bro, your music is cold, but your mixing is trash. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shoot. Yeah, yeah, he pulled out the trash car before the Dang, trash car right, was really a right. thing. Wow. This is like 2013, he was like, your Dang. mixing is trash. He said, bro, I got you. Mm-hmm. He said, I don't work with this person, this person. And then when, you, when somebody says that, it's like... Yeah, yeah work with this person, this person. Yeah. Real quick, just so you know, in rapper land, I got you never means nothing. Like, it never means anything. Really? So you come with that hard shell of like, oh, yeah, you know. Uh, ah, yeah, you know. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah. he actually had me. Yeah. He didn't charge me much. And the man was cool. 
And uh, I ended up doing this song with him and just growing from there and just building, you know, my raps and mm -hmm. just meeting different people and seeing different situations. Um, it wasn't until I met uh, Miles Martin, who goes by Noise, that me okay. and him built a project together. Yeah. And he kind of, I was already a good rapper. Mm -hmm. The point is that I, anybody can rap. I was rapping words that was crazy to rap together. I was like a, like a mad scientist when it came to mm -hmm. rapping. So, you know, I was doing that, but he showed me more and more. And him and, you know, my friend Cedric, they showed me more and more how to orchestrate songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would say from the time, just to answer the question, I say my rapping has changed tremendously. Mm -hmm. Now I don't just make raps for raps anymore. I make I don't just rap for rapping's songs. sake. I make songs. I make beautiful music. I make things that yeah. can touch you know you in a way where you're like, dang, I never thought about life in that you know aspect. Right. And yeah. so that's you know that's where I, I use personal examples or examples from other people's lives to help somebody else. Now I feel like what I didn't have in 2013 that I do have now in 2018 is a mission, and that's mm -hmm. to help people and to make people smile. And I've always said it, but the more and more I say it, is the, the more and more realistic it becomes for me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, this is what I do it for. You know, yeah. to see people smiling, to see people, you know, crying with me, to see people like, dang, I never felt that hurt before. When somebody, like, breaks down my lyrics, like, what does that mean? Or, yeah. like, that's what, I, that's what I do it for, you mm -hmm. know? And that's what I did looking up to my favorite rappers, Andre 3000, um, Drake, um, Kanye, um, J. Cole, the list goes on and on. Mm -hmm. And I looked up to them and I was looking at their lyrics and I'm like, wow, man, like if I only say these words, how they put these words together, yeah. and for me to do that is, a, you know, for somebody else is a beautiful thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that truly is amazing. And I, it's an art, yeah. really, yeah. to use that emotion and use those real experiences and turn it into such. When you, like you said, when you break it down, it's such a beautiful piece that has mm -hmm. so much texture and uh, and layers and, you know, all that to it. So I definitely, I give you guys many props because, like... Well, you could probably write a song or two. Hey, 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 let's do it afterwards. Hey, <laughs> Put you on the spot? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, no, I got to work on my poetry first. Yeah. Uh, oh, you right? cool, my turn. Yeah. Um, How would you say your style has changed? And um, some of the it's, it's like, I'll say from when I initially started working, you know, with Vic, um, to now, the one thing I've learned to do, one thing he said, like, songs, song structure, you know, making mm -hmm. songs. Like, like he said, anybody can rap. Anybody can rap, especially in this generation. But <laughs> do, you, do you really feel that, like, I guess uh, the millennial generation or the younger generation? Do you think they they do it more? Or they try it more? Uh, as far as rapping, what do you mean? Yeah, what do you I, mean by I that? I mean, like, right now there's a there's a Plethora. over uh, exactly there's uh -huh. a over abundance of rappers nowadays. I feel like Anyone that's with anything, can, you, know you know. What I mean? yeah. But but anyway, I'm gonna leave it on the wall. <laughs> but um, from from then to now, um. Definitely, I've honed in on the things that were that were good, you know, when I first started. Mm -hmm. So, lyricism was always something that I've been consistent on from the jump. Like, even when I listen to old songs, I'm like, okay, it didn't suck. It just wasn't delivered right. Like, my deliverance as far as my voice and, like, as far as uh, 
and fluctuations on different words and how I say things and you know just exactly beat choices Mm -hmm. and things like that you start to find um, your own formula to making these songs so I think I've just gotten you know smarter or yeah smarter on how I uh, make music and things (laughs) that (laughs) yeah so that definitely and um as far as the concepts that I talk about concepts I've learned how to fully be myself in songs mm-hmm. um 100% yeah <laughs> I was gonna say like I can I can definitely tell um I can tell that you're just enjoying what you do and you're just being yourself in your songs because uh, the couple that I've heard at least like you have these intros where you're kind of talking and yeah. kind of like shooting the shit almost <laughs> and then like at the end it's like yeah. I don't know especially with the was it Mr. Nice Guy you're mm. like man nobody's gonna want to yeah. like happy as a rapper or whatever and I right, like right. Yeah. to me that's 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 new and I've never heard that before oh, but like, like I love it so much it's just so real yeah no definitely I, I and the funny thing is like <laughs> That is what I do. <laughs> I like but, um, it. <laughs> it's I, funny. It's funny. I don't even know why. It's like I already know I do that. It's like, no, someone bring it up. For some reason, it's more funny to be. But, um, I do all the stocking. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm no, just it's like... great. It's great. But like, what it is, is back in the day when I did first start working mm-hmm. with Vic, mm-hmm. we have so many songs with outtakes. Literally, because uh, we called ourselves Genius Music back then. Okay. Literally, every song either had an outtake or something that we thought was funny was put into it, an inside joke as a lyric. Yeah. Literally, we always had a good time with it. So, you know, the good lyrics and the outtakes and the fun and the beat choices and all that stuff, mm-hmm. I took that and I, you know, I got it down to a T. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I took what was raw and I completely, you know, cleaned it up, make sure it was really, like, well packaged and everything. And mm-hmm. now that's what you hear on these songs. You yeah. Know what I mean? That is what Ray is now. Yeah. Myself. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Hey, she get it now. Almost. I guess. I don't yeah. know. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So how did you meet? Oh, snap. Oh, through Miles Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, there was a time when I was working with Miles as well and he was helping me out. Is he a local? Yes. Okay. A local producer. Like, okay. Yeah, he was a super talented dude. But um, yeah, I was working with him. Um, and I was in a session, and I think you came through. Yeah, yeah. I was I was coming through for, um, actually, I was coming through for the song that they know now, mm-hmm. Body Complex. That, really? Oh, yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. Oh, man, you were, what? Yeah. Oh, that's okay. so crazy. Yeah, that's wow. like a Marvel twist for me. Like, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, I was coming through for Body that's Complex. That's hard. Oh, and my so, God. And so, I think, I think I came through either for a mix, or I came through, no, nah, it could have been a mix. Beat. I had to. Okay. I came through to get the beat. Oh, I came man. through to get the beat, and you was already there. Yeah. And he was, and he was working, and he showed me his project, and I was like, "All right." Yeah. I was waiting. And I remember back then too. He was like, "Man, I, I see, I see parts of myself in your music. I see what you do. Like, I like that." Right? Yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Awesome. I did. Yeah. Awesome. You weren't doing the talking though. Yeah. yeah you weren't doing yeah, the talking. Man. Really? I just, yeah. That was funny. That, that <laughs> That's, it's funny. Also, quick, we'll just give him a shout out. Shout out to Miles Martin because so many people like. Have met through him. Uh-huh. I met Mac Neely, one of the dreamers, okay. from him also. Oh wow! So like a lot of the people like that I I work with now like was through him. You know, just coming through studio sessions and stuff. So yeah, shout out to him. yeah. Can we talk about the the never uh, dreams never die dreamers Ooh, project? Yeah. How you, how you all met and how this project came to be? You can take it. Well, okay. <laughs> well, uh, project meaning show. The, yeah, because yeah, yeah, when I first met you, when we were trying to work out the theme music and everything, we were just just talking that day. Yeah. I remember you told me about it. You're like, "This is gonna be happening." 
because I, I was trying to get one of your songs to be featured on the podcast and yeah. be like just wait like I have stuff coming and this is going to be yeah, coming definitely. in a months yeah yeah um, well I, I would say um, so I'm going to see where I want to start I knew each and every one of them personally okay I had knew them all personally I've seen I've seen Ray perform I've seen Teach perform I've seen Mac perform yeah Mm-hmm. I had Mac on like my first one. When I dropped Not Never Rapping, I did a showcase. Mm-hmm. Mac was like one of the original performers that I've seen, and I, I did I seen um, Artie Basquiat perform as well. Okay. And so I seen all of them perform, and before then I was trying to get artists in my mind to pick. Now I knew I had, I didn't know I didn't know if Ray was gonna be on there, but I did know Mac and Artie was in my brain. You know? uh-huh. And then me and Sorrel rolled around some ideas, and I was like, I kept throwing out Teach. Yeah. I was like Teach. Teach, teach, and then um, he was like, "Man, you got to throw Ray on there." Mm-hmm. He said, "You got to throw Ray on there," and I was like, "Okay, all right." So what is like? Because I had knew you had just dropped the project, and yeah. after he just dropped the project, I'm like, "Dang, like, all right, what is he? What is he like? What is he gonna do? Like, is it gonna be different? Like, mm-hmm. and I mean, when we sat down the first time, we sat down, and 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 I was like, we chose Ray and we chose everybody for the part. The first time we sat down, it was it was like the most loving brotherhood type of environment that I've ever seen as yeah. far as energy. Like we was like we were meant to do this. This yeah. is something that was meant for now. Yeah. I don't know if you. I don't know if anybody or the viewers or anybody listening, if you ever get that feeling where you like, man, me and this person just connect on so many levels. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's where the dreamers when we first originally started. Uh, it, it was just it's, it's just clicked instant yeah and yeah so after um we had a couple of things we had it planned out and Miss Sorrell tried to lock everything down and try to get um um everything coordinated right and it was funny because me and Teach Teach um uh, me and Teach was gonna work together but Teach uh-huh. was pressing the issue like hey we need to work together yeah, because yeah. his dreams never die shows coming <laughs> up and so I'm pretty sure he pressed you too yeah. and. <laughs> And everybody pressed me about making this song. So we got a song called Winning um, yep. because of that. Yep. Um, and I would just say, man, I think the whole show went well, you know, yeah. at, at Bunk, you know, at Bunk House. And it's, it's so funny to me that this small idea that I had, because I talked to Mac at first, Mac mm-hmm. and Surreal about the idea first. And it was like, I want to make this happen. And it turned into this gigantic thing. And to pack it out and and to look back and to be like, man, everybody did their part. It was a great yeah. show. It was amazing. Um, yeah. You know, there's, you know, there's, you know, shout out to Eleven Street Records for sponsoring. Shout out to um, Cricket for sponsoring. Mm-hmm. These are people that really supported us and we just, you know, we loved them to death. So it was just, it was an amazing feeling to have, to look around and see that your friends and and I would even say more than friends, brothers yeah. are yeah. there on stage with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could really feel that sense of like brotherly love between yeah. you all, because especially with the post that you were doing prior and even mm-hmm. after, I could just you could just really feel it. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's it, crazy because <clears throat> you know um, I did an interview recently with Teach, and I was saying you could put any two of us in a seat, and you would get the same energy, same fun, same love. No matter who you swap out, like we're always yeah. like just happy to be around each other and stuff like that. Yeah, good vibe, like, good energy. Literally. Yeah, and we and all sure. make <coughs> great music too. Yeah, I would agree. Brooklyn Bowl, I'm telling you, it's gonna <laughs> yes. be a surprise. It's gonna be a surprise. I'm oh my god! Y'all. Hopefully, I can uh, yeah, get gonna, some secrets yeah. and oh, some special. It's, it's, going, <laughs> it's going down. Stuff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm definitely performing a new record. 
I'm okay. definitely performing a new record. It has mm-hmm. to be like this. Nothing that's that hasn't been out. Oh, yet. this is not even out. Yeah. I performed the new record on on actually at Brooklyn um, at Bunkhouse. Yeah, I performed Rain yep. before it was mm-hmm. out. Yep. Now I'm gonna perform a new one. This mm-hmm. one is over. This was crazy. Man. <laughs> this was crazy. This yeah. was everybody's gonna love this one. This is one yeah. of those things where, and Mac made the beat again. Shout out, yeah. produced by Mac. Mm-hmm. Me and him made a whole project together. But yeah. this is one that's gonna touch everybody on every aspect. If you ever had a heart, you know, your heart broken, um, this is the uh, the after effect of having your heart broken. So this is like, hey, forget you. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do me and yeah. I'm going to be happy. Yeah. You know? It's called Sorry Ain't Good Enough. So. Yeah. Yeah, so. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just want to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be performing Mr. Nice Guy for the first time with, yes. with Teach. Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be happening. So we're we doing some things. Yeah, we're doing some we're things. Doing we got, some we got things. a couple of things in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you probably don't want to leak any of it on here. Uh, but... Oh, well, we, he, he gave out Mr. Nice Guy. So that was good. That's that's Mr. Good. Nice yeah. Guy, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a, that was featured on uh, today. That is actually that we're sitting down talking on yeah. the second that it was actually featured on the yeah. podcast. So, Instagram story. Mm-hmm. I was like that. <laughs> so people pro- hopefully will yeah. we'll get that. They got to know the words, man. I know. They got to know the words. Because it's, it's pretty simple, too. I oh, feel yeah. like it should be an easy song to get. I like yeah. it. Hey, and, and I just want to make a thing mm-hmm. because even though it says no more Mr. Nice Guy, yeah. no more Mr. Nice Girls either. We, we want to yeah, make sure yeah, that. Exactly yeah. that. Yeah, that's not, <laughs> not discriminating. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, let's see it. Yeah. Yeah. And just to be, and just to clear something Humans up. Humans can be shitty. This, <laughs> for real. But it's, the song is not dissing girls. It's not an attack. Mm. It's not anything like that. It's meant to state you know, when there is a person who's going through things in their life, mm. it shouldn't be directed at someone who's trying to help. That's yeah. literally no, all it no, means. I f- yeah, I feel that. You know, so for someone who cares about you and loves you and other things like that, it's you. It shouldn't be made their fault. That yeah, and that can wrong. not only just for like uh, romantic relationships yeah. or friendships, and friendships, family relationships, mm-hmm. definitely. Exactly. So it, it that's. It's more so taking a stand. It's not. It's not necessarily an argument. It's just saying mm. no. Like that's not how it works. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. yeah. Sitting at bar. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So and I'm. And I took a lot of pride in making that song, for multiple reasons. One, it only took me a week to make that song. Are you serious? Dude, I've never took, done that before. That's a lie. He's calling you out. I gotta call you out on which one? Because winning was a week. But that uh, that was that, was, that a was a verse. That was one verse though. Oh, okay. Yeah, I came up with the, I came up with the concept, found a beat, oh, okay. recorded it, did okay. a photo okay. shoot. Okay, I gave you that one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I did that. Yeah, I was like the really verse. Well I was like, you came up with the verse. Like a day later. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, damn, it's your hard. I'm not gonna lie, I was proud of myself. Yeah, that was cold. Because he was like, we need the verse for winning. We need it soon. I need y'all to record it. And I was like, dang, I don't write verses fast. But then, like, the pressure was on. And then, as soon as it got done, uh-huh. I felt like the studio who got done with this test first. I was like, cool, turn it in. I'm yeah, out. we're done. <laughs> what is that headspace like when you guys are creating uh, lyrics or beats or whatever for mm-hmm. your for your songs? Where where are you at? What what does that work like? Um, it's a uh, for me. Like I'm a uh, not even just me. I'm sure this is all of us. But like. Mm-hmm. I'm, we're really conceptual people. So yeah. even if there isn't some great, like, Kendrick Lamar-type layout to the shit, <laughs> it's like, um, you, everything has to go together. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you can have a verse that sh- that you never got to put on anything or something that you were feeling. 
and you find a beat that matches it or vice versa. You have a beat that you've always wanted to rap over and a message and it, it all kind of it all kind of has to blend. Mm-hmm. So like once you find it, you'll know it and you'll feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's kind of how it all works out for me. But you want to go ahead. Uh, I would say speaking from a, I guess both artist and producer from a producer you gotta be flexible yeah you gotta have you can't be like set on one way of thinking because you'll get yeah. caught up in that one way of thinking and it might not come out as well as you want it to mm-hmm. so I've I've applied that shout out to Mac again uh, <laughs> um, I've applied that also to my artistry I never try to say like this is how this has to be I just make it as open as possible at, at least with the newer music because yeah not an average rapper. I thought I hit my ceiling. I thought I was. I peaked. I thought, like, man, this is the only raps yeah. I can ever spit. Yeah. And when every time I make, I notice like, I notice it's kind of weird to think as an artist. Every mm-hmm. record I make is another record. I say, dang, what if I can't make something better than this? So true. And so it's true. like I get scared. It's I so get. True. I really get scared. It's like, man, like I don't know if I got it. Yeah. Like so, I can understand like vets like Eminem, Jay Z, um, Dr. Dre when they go back in and they. Or Snoop, mm-hmm. and when they go back and they make these records, and they're like, "Man, like I made this classic like 20 years ago. I can't rap like that no yeah, more." Yeah, it's hard. It My really headspace is. is not there anymore. I'm, really I'm yeah. a 40 year old guy that, you know, got to go in and get checkups for cancer now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, I'm not young when I was, you know, doing all these drugs and you know, dating right. all these women and glitz and glamour for the story, whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. Yeah. They're not that guy anymore. Yeah. So now they have to conform not to what's going on but to their way of living yeah and so like not an average rapper when people go listen to it and they're like man i love this good time record bro i was 20 right i am now 24 life mm-hmm. moves on mm-hmm. like i yeah. not saying that it's not a good time anymore i always have a good time but i can't make that vibe anymore and i'm huge on vibes when it comes to records yeah. so yeah. i would say that's the most important thing if, if the like i was just talking to somebody um the other day I know it's a longer story, yeah, but yeah. I was talking about like, I had a, you know, my ex, who's mm-hmm. now my ex, um, she called and I was working on music. And as I was working on music, she calls and she says, um, hey, like, what are you doing? Da, 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 da. And I'm like, like, can we talk later? And it's and it's not, not to bash her, but it's more of saying this, once this vibe is gone, you can't rap. You, it, yeah. the, the vibe's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's so yeah. true. Like, yeah. like, me, like, after... Like, I think there's a lot of people. I always say me. But, um, like, after a project, it's almost like every resource you had is, like, depleted. Like, granted, I just, I made a single afterwards, but, like, you're in a different headspace. Like, Mm -hmm. sometimes you find a zone that you can't just replicate. You can't just, like, pick it up and do it again. You know what I mean? Like, because you put so much into it, you know? So, it it takes a lot. And you study life. Like, that's what, that's what music, that's, at least what I do. I, I take, like... Like, every time I make an album or a project, that's what I say. I just call them all projects. Mm-hmm. Not Never's Rapper was from when I was 18 to 20. These are the things that happened. Um, out of control, um, good times. Like, I went back to Memphis. I enjoyed myself. I yeah. remember back when I was younger. Um, I can go to each one of my songs and do that. Then you got, then with my newer records, this has been from, you know, 21 to about 24. Or 20, I could say, not 24, I say 23. 21 yeah. and 23 and it's like I look back over my experiences and I look back over the past relationships I've had over um, my mindset how I was thinking how angry or how upset I was mm-hmm. they, these are why you know I, I would say vibe is very important because yeah. you know you can study and I know it's quote, you know quote unquote vibe whatever mm-hmm. but <laughs> I, you know I would just say like 
you know, you study, you gain a lot about knowledge. Like now, say for instance, I'm 24. If I wanted to make an album within the next two years, you know, or by the time I'm 26, I can talk about this. Mm-hmm. You know, now I can talk about different things. Now I can talk about Fox 5 News, which I did like three or four years yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. You know, these are things that I can talk about because... I've lived them. Yeah. I feel yeah. like as a rapper, you have to live them and talk about them. That's why mm-hmm. nobody can write for me because, mm-hmm. you know, I have to live it. You got to yeah. experience life. That's that's why yeah. so, so many people take uh, a good two, two and a half, maybe three years off after they do an album because, like, uh, you have to experience life. You can't, exactly, yeah. You can't just re-talk about some stuff that you just talked about. Right. You know, there has to be experience. There has to be growth. There has to be, you know, ups, downs, things that... You know, are new. You know, mm-hmm. so so that's that's really something. And for lyrical about. exercise, I'm yeah. sorry, like mm-hmm. I would yeah. say for lyri- yeah. lyrical exercise, that's where you. If people want to hear more music, that's where you do the features. That's where you the do your features. Features yeah. are the fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's where you like. All right, I'm just gonna wrap these little words together yeah. and just put them together. For me, I, I just since I've been producing more, I just want to produce for more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's different. It's different when when you have that producer vibe. Um, but. You're supposed to feature. You know, exactly. you're supposed to work with other people. Mm-hmm. Swing on by, Mr. Yep. Nice Guy. Hey, it's hey, 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 Swing on by, Mr. Nice Guy. Hey, um, also I got a feature coming out with Chelsea called uh, Topic coming out on Saturday. So oh, really? That real quick. Oh goodness. <laughs> so wait, like the Saturday coming up for uh, us, or uh, the the the, the next trip. Saturday? Yeah, yeah. So after the show? <laughs> yeah, after, yeah, after the show. After right. the show. After the show. All after right, the everyone's got to make sure they yeah, stay, uh, yeah, check exactly. that out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> check it out. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I mean, I totally, I totally agree because you're, as a, as a, a musician, a rapper, anybody, you really like, you gotta live those experiences. And I, when you were talking about. Um, different vibes and different feelings like even those yeah. like when you're looking back on your past those take time to even develop just like develop and understand exactly yeah um yeah I, I think uh i've been talking to a couple different guests recently where their uh, their art or their music has changed as they've they've grown up and they've lived the life experiences and just um i don't know i think sometimes there's pushback and sometimes they're not so i don't know if yeah. you've um, if either of you have experienced that, but I think mm-hmm. as anybody, as a human, like you're always going to be changing. So it's yeah. nice to see that reflected in somebody's art. Yeah. Cause you grow like over time. Yeah. So it's, it's like, you know, something say like five years from now, I might, I might even look back at a song like it's Ray and be like, man, I was really just goofing around like that. Like I might be that serious of an <laughs> yeah. artist like later yeah. in life. You know what I'm saying? Like, you never truly know what exactly. where your life is gonna take you and like what your you know feelings about things are gonna be or you know yeah. your mindset is gonna be. So like you know you, you just grow with the times. And I say also you grow with your audience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's audience right. you like that. silly stuff. You know, and audience your audience right now is is young, it's vibrant. Yeah. You exactly. know, it's different. You know, yeah. and it's like man, I've never heard that before. You know, when yeah. you get older, now you know people have real bills. Mm-hmm. Now people have kids. Now people have things that really hurt them more than help them. And it's like, man, what are you going to do to inspire me now? Right. You know, mm-hmm. and and I hate to use a Janet Jackson song, but what have you done yeah. for me lately? And that's how your fans are going to look at you. That's you know, it. if you don't like, all right, I know you was cool in 92 or I know you was cool in 2018. But what are you going to do for me, you know, in 2025? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and somebody like me looks at longevity. You know, I'm looking at um, people like Ice-T. 
he's still rapping. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I like even that he doesn't he does more movies now than he does mm-hmm. you know rapping. Yeah. He still has the ability and the courage to go back out and rap old songs right. and have fun with it. You mm-hmm. know, and that's that's what I'm thinking about. Like I I know I don't want to be, I I just say this for anybody. I don't want to be a rapper forever. Right. You know what I'm saying? This is a art that's supposed to get me to the next level in my life. Yeah. And it's like, I'm going to do music probably for the rest of my life, but it may not be rap, it may not be singing, it may be whatever I envision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I definitely know that um, I want to do music for the rest of my life and I want longevity. Yeah. And that's what matters to me. And speaking speaking on what he said as far as like what your audience wants and like them growing and things mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. that's why so many people are uh, so receptive of Jay-Z's album, 444. Because it's older gentleman now. He used he's no longer big pimping and none of that. He yeah. married with two kids, three kids, like right? all yeah. that. And he found a way to still uh, relate to people who are in their forties, who are going through these things, and also giving knowledge to people who are younger and things like that. Yeah. So, I, as artists, we know that like our our music is gonna grow. You know, exactly. as, as we grow. Yeah. And it's gonna change. And I look forward to it. You know, because I like I said my. My influences are definitely Kanye West and Childish Gambino, and they've never, you know, been afraid to completely switch things. Yeah. Um, you know, go 180 and do a different, go a whole different direction, regardless of, you know, whether that was going to, like, make their fans think something yeah. different or whatever. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to learn how to be an artist. Like mm-hmm. you said, you can't just be a rapper forever. You know, you'll get to a point where you have to make that decision of, am I going to just make words rhyme forever or am I right. gonna try to experiment and do bigger things with my life you know? and change music exactly. and, I, and, I, and to to you know add on to what he was saying um, me and Mac actually had this same conversation mm-hmm. last year okay we had this same conversation last year and we was talking about um, because I was actually scared after releasing Body Complex Body Complex and Candy Lane I was like, this is it. That was, I, that was fire. <laughs> like, like the reception I got from it, I was like, man, I just got to keep promoting these, keep promoting these. And even Miles Martin told me when I made Nine Average Rapper, he told me, uh, he was like, man, you got to drop more music. And I'm like, no, like, these are it. This is it. This is the one. Mm-hmm. Like, if I make any more music after this, I'm, I'm going to be hurting myself. Mm-hmm. So Body Complex comes up and Candy Lane comes up and, and Mac made Candy Lane. So mm-hmm. he, was, he looked at me and he said, bro, we gotta make we gotta you gotta make something that's undeniable, and you gotta make something that I like said that fits you. You can't be scared to change. Yeah. And I was scared of change because, you know, you see your favorite artists fall off. Mm-hmm. You see your favorite artists, you like man, like they used to be good back in the day. Boy, I used to have them yeah, hits. Exactly. But yeah. now you're trash. You know? <laughs> and I don't want to be in a you're trash part. You know. So I was I was really scared and, and feared to experiment. With this new stuff, is a lot of experimentation. Mm-hmm. It's, that's how this project even came out. That's how you get uh, records like All Night or Rain, mm-hmm. experimenting, just having fun, getting back into the music. And Sorrell preaches that a lot. Shout out Sorrell, by the way. Yep, Sorrell, um, he preaches that a lot, a lot. And he's like, man, you got to have fun. You got to get back out there. So to have the team that I have around me, you know, from whether it was, you know, Cedric saying like, hey, bro, you got to do more. You got to get more working. To Sorrell saying, bro, you got to have fun. That's the only way you're going to be able to tell these stories. Yeah. To Max saying, bro, you have to, you can't be the same man that you were yesterday, today. It just mm-hmm. can't happen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, those things made me a better artist. Yeah. You know, and those mm-hmm. things opened me to the idea of wanting to paint something different, of wanting to be something different. So. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah.
That's great. Yeah, because I think, like I said, I, I was having this conversation a couple episodes ago with some other people, and you see those, like, older artists, and, you know, they had their their hits and back in the 90s or early 2000s and you know either they drop off or they change and people yeah. are like what the hell are you doing exactly like yeah. this isn't you but it is them it's, it's all about adapting you mm-hmm. know what i mean um yeah you have to find your way within it you know yeah. what i mean it's there's a thin line between uh just going with what the trend is and making what's trendy work for you you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah that's so it. that's that's really another key part of uh, being an artist nowadays, or mm-hmm. just period. Um, is just finding your lane within it. And the funny thing is, like I've always like known what the trends were and everything like that. But it's it's a, something inside of us, I guess, as artists that like won't allow us to completely go with it. That's yeah. as far as the dreamers go. Like and that's where sellout. Yeah, exactly. Like me, like I can listen to and no shot to anybody or whatever, but. I can listen to a thousand Migos songs. I will never be able to make one. Like, as much as, like, in my head, yeah. like, I could probably, I could get off on a song like that. I could totally do that. It just isn't in me. Like, mm. I could listen to those, and I'll still come out with Mr. Nice Guy. Like, yeah. I'll still yeah, come yeah. out with a, with Pew or some other song of it. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's just never been me. So, yeah. Don't conform, adapt. Exactly, adapting. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree 100%, bro. And, I, and, I, and just to say, like, Man, like, that's really, really good hearing mm-hmm. from you because yeah. it's like, man, like, you know, you and I, we get comparisons of, yeah. you know, other artists like Childish Gambino. I would never be Kanye. Yeah. I don't care how much I sound like him. I would never be Kanye. When I go in the studio, I don't think how Kanye thinks. Right. When you go in the studio, you never think how Childish Gambino yeah. thinks or anybody, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. it's good. People try to um, compartmentalize so they use other artists to yeah. You know, but we'd never ever be them, and we don't want to be them. And right. that's the yeah. cool thing that's about the being an artist. I like, I like the, we like the uh, example that they set, and we like, you know, the way that they executed their dreams and their mm-hmm. ideas, and yeah. how they achieved goals. It's more so about that for me than it is about emulating. You know, what I'm saying exactly what they did, how they did it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's more so just taking. Following the footsteps ahead of you, but mm-hmm. also carving your own lane within that. Great. You know what I mean? You know, so that's that's really what it is. Yeah. So going along with that theme of carving your own lane, mm-hmm. how would you say that experience has been for both of you here in Vegas? Man, it's the music mu- like what's awesome. the music scene been like? Oh, it's been for me. Go ahead, get some water. But for me, it's been cool because you know I've I've literally. It's only been two years for me. Maybe? Yeah, about yeah. two years. Yeah. Going on two. Um, I spent the first year, you know, basically with, with guys like Chop and Sorrel, just going to events, you know, meeting people, mm-hmm. networking, you know, mm-hmm. seeing the faces, going to the shows. I spent my first year doing that. This was without any music yet. Yeah. And um, seeing how big the music scene and the culture out here really is, because I didn't know. I had no idea mm-hmm. uh, about a year and a half ago. I yeah. didn't know. So, um, and then you, those same people that you meet, you see their growth and then they see yours and things like that. But, um, coming to now, carving my own lane and everything, it's been dope. Like, you know, cause my, my mission, mission going into Board at Home and like the music I'm dropping now was to make the music that I wanted to hear, you mm-hmm. know, because I wasn't hearing you know, I wasn't hearing somebody with personality really rap, rap, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I wasn't hearing people, the stuff that I grew up on, late registration and like, 
you know, all those old Kanye albums and whatever, you know, who else, whoever else you want to throw in that. Like, I, I wanted to hear that. Someone who could be themselves, but still show that they were going to rap against the best of them, you know? So yeah. It's been fun carving that little lane for myself, I guess. You know? Definitely. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> All right. Mine's not going to be that long. I'm going to make it short and cut. No petty. No petty. <laughs> no, but I, I would just say the scene has grown tremendously. So when I, I hear people complain about how this scene is trash or how people or the rap scene Why is do you trash. think they say it's trash? Because they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> that's, that's, that's point blank period. Really? I, they don't know what they're talking about and also they don't have enough experience to say that it is or isn't trash. Mm-hmm. You know, me living and even me, like if I were to say like 2013 that from 2013 to now I've seen the growth but there's people that's been in the game at least in Vegas since 2008. Mm-hmm. 2008, I can say Vegas really found itself and it started going. Yeah. I, I did a lot of research about, you know, and this is just on my own. You know, you can ask a lot of like local people or lo- local legends and you can go talk to them and say, man, like, what are, like, wh- what happened before? Like, you know, I've gotten to the point to where this city was broken off into sections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the west side was popping, then the east side was popping, then the north side was popping. Now, I came around the time of, when we talking about carving your own lane, I came around the time Northtown was popping. Now, they made a lot more, um, not everybody, but because you, you found some dope people in there. Like, you got Kiari, you got T-Rap, you yeah. got mm-hmm. a lot of dope artists that are really dope at what they do. But then you see a lot of people just doing the same and replicating what yeah. was already out, yeah. trap music. So, I, I came and dropped a project called Not An Average Rapper. And so for yeah. me, I, I carved my lane to saying, okay, I want to be noticed, but I'm not like y'all. I'm not the same as y'all. Like, that's not, you're not going to find me. I don't cuss in my raps. I, I don't, like, say that everybody don't have to cuss in their raps. But I try to make mine as friendly as possible so that somebody, I've had older people, like, they said to me, I don't like rap, but I like you. Nice. Wow. I've changed your perspective of rap now. Now you don't think rap is trash. You think yeah. you're giving rap a chance. And so, you know, I've always carved myself to be not an average rapper and to be something different and to not conform to what's the norm. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's like when you people hear my stuff like Rain or Candy Lane, it's real weird because mm-hmm. it's like, or at least weird to me to see somebody else be like, uh, this kind of, this is, and it's cool and got some Andre 3000 vibes on it. You know, they give me that vibe. But yeah. I do it so that I don't blend in with what's going on now. You know, I don't hear... Like, he, to to say what he said is, man, like, I don't hear a lot of Andre 3000s. I don't hear a lot of Kanye West's. Yeah. I don't hear a lot of... Exactly. I hear a lot of mm. just regular trap music. And it's not saying that that's bad. That's what I grew up off right. of. Especially yeah. living in Memphis. But you see, using your word, an abundance or where it's just too much of it yeah. everywhere and you can't breathe. It's, they're suffocating you with trap music. It's, it's more like, dang, like, I want something different. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. the cool thing about the listener nowadays is that after iPads and iTunes, we got Spotify, Apple Music, and all these cool stuff. All this cool stuff. So today, if I feel like getting into a trap vibe, I can get into that trap vibe. Exactly. If I want to exercise, I can get into exercise and listen to Kanye's workout plan. Right. Yeah. If I want to, you know, um, if I want to listen to... It's me, it's Ray, I guess, and get excited without hearing any trap like vibes. I can listen mm-hmm. to that. You know, if I can listen to Candy Lane and think about candy all day. Whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. You know, now people can go listen to their own music. And I think in Vegas, 
that's why it's so doper now. It's dope. Yeah. It's, 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 it's very, there's it's, it's lot, cold to me. There's a lot of diversity now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I can go listen to anybody I want to. Mm-hmm. And I would say this, and this is just me going off the rip, the dreamers have have really expounded upon that yep. and saying yeah. that we don't have to live to the norm. We can do something different. Yeah. You know, and each one of the dreamers have something that you could take away and um, listen to. And each one of them don't, don't do the same type of music. Exactly. Like one day yeah. you'll get trapped. Mm-hmm. The next day you'll get something that's weird. And the next day you'll get something that's lyrical. And the next day you'll get something that's, I guess, lyrical and conscious could be right. the same thing. But, mm-hmm. you know. That's, that's what I was going to say. It's like, <clears throat> that's another key reason why we kind of put the dreamers together. At least from my perspective. It's like, we are all in some way or some form outcast to what the scene is already. Yeah. So when you put, and, but the but the cool thing about it is we're all kind of everyone's favorite people to be around. So like in a way, everyone, everyone loves us as people. So when you put everyone's favorite people together and we all do types of music that people don't get out in the city, it kind of makes it hard not to love us. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. I would agree. Undeniable. <laughs> no, I, I, I 100% agree with that yeah, for so, sure. So that's, that's really what I get. I love about it, you know, cause you can listen to, to Max music and there's not a producer that in the city that sounds like him mm-hmm. and, and he's one of the coldest period mm-hmm. and like his music and the, just the way he puts stuff together or you know listen to Artie and he's lyrical almost yeah. more lyrical than a lot of people in the city period you know what I mean listen to Teach he can give you a hit record on the spot you know what I'm saying anytime like he he can he, he, he also goes to a younger market where the stuff that people are making he makes it better than them Mm. Or he can make it, you know, hit the radio. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you get people like me, I'm charismatic, funny, I say whatever the hell I want, I do what I want, I'm just, but I'm a nice guy at the same time, but no more Mr. Nice Guy is out <laughs> right now. And then, and then you get Chop, who's just like a master of all trades, you know what I mean? Can sing, can rap, can dance, can everything, you know what I'm saying? So, and then you got Sorrel, who really just orchestrates the Does hell out of everything, yeah. and he's the dopest person. So, and director, really dope is the illest. Really, that's and the, and the cool thing. I know this is kind of going off of the the topic, nice. but like the best, the cool thing about Sorrel, man, give him his own little shout out for real, is the fact that when I first you know really met him, I saw him as a manager, but over time he grew as my brother, and then I saw him as like a music appreciator. Then I saw him as one of the biggest turn up people I've ever met, mm. and then on top of that, he's a high energy dude, and he works hard as hell. So it's like this, you know, I, I just want to give him his shout out and say, you know, I just gave you a rundown. Of yeah. And the rap, I love the, it. And the rap that uh, to yeah. say, to go back mm-hmm. and to say growth. Yeah. Let's, you know, I, I seen me, me, me and Mac first met yeah. in, in, his, in his house and we made this garbage song and I can't, I was like, why do we, like, my friends still have it and he like, all, it was called All I Wanted Was A Gold Chain or something and it was like, oh my God, like, why did I make that? And to see each and every one of them grow in each, you know, their own individual way, um, it was really, um, man, it's just mind blowing because I, you know, I'm thinking like, man, since the city is constantly growing itself, just not even to mention, let's take it out of music. The city downtown is crazy. LVA, if I seen this downtown, I would have been like, man, I, I think I could drop out of school. I wouldn't have dropped out of school. Don't drop no, out of no, school. No, no, no. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, just seeing that would have been, you know, inspiration, and I would have mm. admired it, and I would have been like, man, I want to go do that. I think this is the way. And, you know, um, I was a very headstrong guy, so 
it was to see to see how this city has grown and to see the people that are coming here. You're from yeah. New Jersey. Yeah. Right. You know, you're not even from here. Like, you know, you, yeah. you don't have, the other side. you know, you yeah. have, your ties from here, you know, are far in between, but you chose this place because you felt a need to come here. And Vegas is such a, a lovable and loving place. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, yes, you have your good days. Yes, you have your bad days. And yes, there are good people and bad people. But ultimately, this is a good city and a good city to live in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's, when it gets cold, it's cold. But when yeah. it's hot, it's hot. <laughs> and it's like, man, like, it's a, it's a, especially me being, and a lot of people don't know this, especially me being an asthmatic person mm. and having asthma, it's like, this is the this is the best city for me because mm-hmm. the weather doesn't change a lot. Yeah. The weather doesn't yeah. change a lot. So yeah. this is a great city. The The energy here is amazing. The The vibes here is amazing. I can, I can put us five against any other artists in any other city and yeah. we'll destroy them. And that's not me trying to be cocky. That's just, that's just me being honest within myself because I've seen other artists yeah. in different cities. And I, and I want to root for them, but it's like, man, I know I know somebody back home right. that's my brother that's right. dope. Mm-hmm. So to say the growth here and, and just to expound on that, just to say we're really doing it. Vegas mm-hmm. is the next big thing and we're definitely about to blow up. Hey. I'm so excited, yeah. You wrap that up beautifully again. Yeah. Vegas is it's to me it's a melting pot. It's open arms culture. You know, when you find those people you click with, you're going to make something amazing yeah. out of it as you guys have been doing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, thank you for being yeah. such amazing artists. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, um, as we start wrapping up, let's tie let's go back to um uh Brooklyn Bowl. Let's talk about that a little bit. What we can expect uh what people should know about the since this is coming out the day of. Okay. Um, well, I can say I can say this. Um, Surreal's trying to get on stage right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, so he's trying to diddy us. Um, now I can be petty. Right. Just a little bit. Um, T's getting on there with no Mr. Yeah. Nice Guy. Yeah. There will be no swing on by. Yeah. I was thinking about it. Yeah. I was thinking I about it heavily. Was, I, I was thinking was. about it heavily. T's going to be on there twice. Swing on by. Mm-hmm. That's an anthem. Yeah. Um, so that's not going to be up there. But, but you got yeah. your new stuff. I got my new stuff. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. Sorry ain't good enough. That's coming soon. Um, it's. I mean, it's going to be amazing. Are you playing anything new? I don't have anything new. I don't, what? I don't, Saturday. But I'm... Uh, hey! Saturday. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that is something new. But um yeah, no, I'm just I'm just gonna be having a good time, man. Just trying to put on a great show and yeah. uh it's, it's a bowl, it's, man, dude, from the bunk to the bowl. This is I'm both your first this. time there, right? This is his second time. Oh, is your second this is my time? Third time. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm a terrible But wow. like for me it's it's crazy because I saw granted I was late, but I saw my very first concert at the Brooklyn Bowl and okay. it was Chance the Rapper. Really? So did you see it when I seen it? Uh-huh. Well, I which one so. you seen with the, he, with the puppets? He he no, he was like uh, this is like when they very first opened the Brooklyn Bowl. Oh, so yeah, and he was like the first one. I know exactly. You know uh, Walker Flocker. Yeah, yeah, was that was I was there. I was, I was there on oh, that one. Crazy. So the very first show I saw Walker Flocker was amazing. Performer. He killed that. He, he was amazing. I, I went. I'm gonna be real. Anyway. This is a long <laughs> no, story. But like back then, I was a doubter. I was like, all right, he gonna open, and then like you know, I'm gonna go see Chance because that's what I care about. Man, Walker Flocker killed that show. Real talk, and then I shook his hand too when he, oh, when, really? he when he crowd surfed or whatever. Well, I mean, when he was in the crowd, <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, yo, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah dog. That's yeah, awesome. But anyway, That's like so to cool. to know this is how I know like I've grown so much 
to know that this first show I ever saw was at the Brooklyn Bowl, and a few years later, I'm going to be on the same stage as yeah. the dude that I saw perform, <laughs> it's crazy to me. You know, it, it like, it's a little emotional. Like, it's kind of crazy to me. I'm going to be... I was in that crowd that I'm about to be looking out at. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's kind of deep. My name is going to be, like, in white somewhere. Like That's crazy. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so it's deep. Really good. So um, give me some details when the door is open and where is actually Brooklyn Bowl because I don't know because I'm a newbie and I hope listeners will probably want to know that too. So uh, I know that it's in the, the link area of the strip. Um, okay. So yeah, that the high roller is not too far. <laughs> just off Google Maps, right? Yeah, just Google, map, Google Maps. Um, well, it's it's near. I would say if you park, if you go down Spring Mountain, um, you'll be closer to it. So it goes down mm. Spring Mountain and yeah. Las Vegas Boulevard. You'll be closer to it, and you can park it either in the Link area yeah. or find somewhere where you can pay respectfully. Yeah, because you know that pants trash. <laughs> I'm throwing everything in the right, trash. Everything's trash. Everything's trash. Um, well, um, what time are we going? We going? We go on early. It's like I'm, eight, I'm, right? I'm not sure. I think eight, like eight. Eight. The doors open. Okay. I think eight. The doors open. Okay. Um, if not, get there earlier. Yeah. Seven. We'll let y'all know. Check. Sure, yeah. You know. Check your. Check yeah. your Twitter, yeah. Instagram, yeah. Facebook. We we'll definitely gonna be. Um, we're gonna be there for sure, yeah. but um, I would say it's gonna be at the link. Um, details. Sorry, I'm trying to get it. Um, it's gonna be some other performers as well. Yeah. Ar is spinning. Yeah. DJ Ar is spinning. A the hey. most oh, dopest, amazing DJ in the world. One in a million. A shout out to my boy mm-hmm. DJ Ar. Definitely. Definitely. It was just so dope to try to get him on this show because I was like really pushing for yeah. him. I was like, he gotta be on here. He mm-hmm. Like this guy is amazing. He has the hands of a god. And so, <laughs> fun, fun fact, <laughs> I performed maybe like four or five times in the last two years. Uh-huh. DJ Ar has been at every single one. Oh every wow! Single one. Hey, no matter which one. one it is, he's been there. Boy, hands so he's kind of like my like little dream charm. team. Yeah. If you're listening, you know that now. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right, where can listeners find you guys? Social media um, links. I am like it's Ray, I guess. One word everywhere: Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Don't use Snapchat, but you can find me there. <laughs> it's Ray, I guess. Chop it away. Ah, oh. so you can find me C H O P A zero eight. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. Yeah. Spotify, Apple Music. Chop it away, and chop it away dot com. Wow. Look at you flexing. <laughs> Wait, this is so random. I just thought of it, but where? How? Where did your names come from? Oh snap! Good question. Oh, you you first. Oh, you first. Why? I've never heard yours. You? I didn't. No, I've never heard yours. Well, mine's not even like some amazing story, but like, um, I used to go by a couple of different names, like from high school to now. Like, um, I used to go by Ray with an at sign in the middle. Mm. But then it was T-Rab, and I got rid of that. <laughs> so, but, um, so yeah, I used to go by that for a while. And then I just went by regular Ray. And then I, uh, I was just like, yeah, was I needed to, I needed something to just look bland about it. You know what I mean? Mm. And Artie, a.k.a. Brave, he kept pushing. He's like, bro, you got to change your name. Yeah. Something about your name. You got to change it, man. And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, you can call yourself the homie Ray or something like that. And I was like, I, that sounds cool, but I don't think that matches me. But um, it's Ray. I guess has been my Instagram name since I was in high school, like freshman oh, year of okay. high school, and it's the only name I ever gave myself. 
like ever. Yeah. And I never changed it. And I was like, why don't I just go by that? Yeah. So it, I was like, you know what? I'm going to just do it. And I, I did. So now we have it's Ray, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole thing now. I'm yeah. thinking you were going to say, I thought you were going to tell the breakdown of oh, why your name uh, was Ray. Uh, oh, That's no. another time. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, you talking about the real deal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you talking about like, my name, name? Like, yeah, well, I thought you were going to break that down, but it's okay. I, that's I another say, time. I'm say that one. Well, t- yeah. I'm going to say that one. All right, that's another time. He was ready. He was like, uh, ooh. That's why I was like, hey, Get I never. Get into it. Should I tell it? Should I tell it? Go ahead. Okay. You got it's up to you. Yeah. Okay, well, initially, like, my actual name, my government name. Like, government. <laughs> it's Haran Abdul Ray the mm-hmm. second. So, Ray is my last name. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But um, due to a lot of substitute teachers and uh, a-holes in class calling me heroin and harom and harumph, oh, um, <laughs> I changed it to Ray. Yeah. So um, from there, I went from Haran to Ray. Now a lot of people know me as Ray, but if you call me Haran, I'm like, oh, snap, you know me for real. Like, you know <laughs> you me. Know, yeah, right. For real. <laughs> or you Googled me. He wanted to do it. Right, yeah. <laughs> you found me. Yeah. <laughs> you found me. So, you did some stalking. You probably on Facebook. So, so, so yeah, that's what happened. Right. That was good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right, so me, um, yeah, I used to go. Where come from? Uh, you don't know? I no. don't know at all. I don't oh, know. I don't okay. Know all. Well, my name used to be Chopper. Mm. Full name used to be Chopper. Mm-hmm. So I used to go C-H-O-P-P-E-R. Uh, and... Each letter was an acronym. I can't tell you the acronym now because I might use that for a future album. Okay. But right. I used to be a gospel rapper. Ooh. Tough. Oh. Yeah, I used to be a gospel rapper, tough. And uh, um, I just rap, individual, you know, just rap gospel songs. And then after, um, I was like, man, I got to change this. Because um, I think it was like, um, it was around the time Young Chopman was booming. Oh. And I was like, man, like, yeah. I don't know, bro. I can't go by Chop. I can't go by... Because yeah. there was another dude named Chopper Style. Yeah. So it was just conflict of name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was like, man, I like this name, but I don't want to change it. And a lot, not a lot of people was calling me that either. It was like, yeah, that's your rap name. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And I was like, man, I'm going to change it. So my favorite... I was just telling somebody this the other day. My favorite um, rappers were... Andre 3000 mm-hmm. and 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. Notice how they both got numbers in their names. Right, yeah. So I was like, dang, like, all right, I just want to have something with numbers in it. And I, and I was so infatuated with the number eight. I just love the number eight. Mm-hmm. So I'm not from Hawaii. Yeah. Eight, <laughs> zero, eight. So, and then I just put them together. Chop 808. So yeah. the original origin of my name yeah. and my number. And also eight means new beginnings. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. All right. There you go. I like that. Yeah. It's better than mine. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, they're both dope. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, I hope they let me know because I want yeah, to yeah, no, no, You got a lot of gems in this interview. Yeah, she like, did. That's some real gems, man. I don't know if I can do it no more. No, guys, this was really awesome. I'm so glad that you're you're both here with me today and when this comes out, your your show at Brooklyn Bowl. Hey, we gonna turn up. Woo! Everyone listening, you make sure you're there. Otherwise, it's gonna be a problem. It's, it's yeah. You want zero problems, big, big fella. The crowd will be going wild. Right. It's gonna be crazy. All right, this has been so amazing, guys. Thank you so much. No problem. Late. Thank you so much to Chop 808 and It's Ray, I guess, for an exclusive interview here on the Socialista podcast, promoing their event that's happening tonight. Doors open at 7 p.m. at the Brooklyn Bowl. 
you will see them along as some other DJs and artists who will be performing live and some uh, local artists who will be painting live as well. So come on out and have a good time. There is no featured musician today because I challenge you to go to the Brooklyn Bowl and see these guys live. Make sure you go out and support them. We love them and I will see you there later tonight. Um, make sure you go ahead and follow their Instagram and on SoundCloud and iTunes as well and follow me while you're at it and if you enjoyed this episode and are excited for more please make sure you go subscribe to the Socialista podcast on iTunes and leave me a review as always thank you to Ferguson's for the use of the tiny home to record Chop 808 who was just on for the theme music and Abby Paulus for the graphic art I will see you guys tomorrow for another episode with with Adam from Pretty Done.